Welcome everyone to Nintendo Podcast, your source for all things Nintendo. I am Eric, aka Suliora, and wow, it has been a minute since we've done a podcast here. So, if you have been following it all, you know that I had a really big move that happened over the last few weeks. So, I moved from just north of Indianapolis to right outside of Des Moines, Iowa. So it was a big move. So I apologize. It's been a minute since I've been able to put one of these out, but not only did I have to, you know, get the move done, but I had to prepare for the move. We had to unload everything. So there was a lot involved, but I am back now. I've got a pretty nice little office set up here now, so I'm really enjoying that. So yeah, um, we're good to go now, so I'm back. So, uh, (laughs) but also while, you know, this month has gone on, we also had E3. So let's talk about some E3. So uh, let's see. There was a lot. So I have an article here from Polygon that talks about the 14 biggest announcements of E3. And I will post this link in the show notes here. So let's start. So Kazuya, Kazuya, I think, I I apologize. Um, Anyway, this character from Tekken is going to be a part of Smash Brothers. So let's say his name is Kazuya Mishima, Mishimiya? I, I, like I said, I apologize. I am not a Tekken fan. Um, I am mainly into Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat, so I'm not really familiar with Tekken, although I know they were probably one of the first 3D tournament fighter series so anyway he's gonna be in smash and the trailer made him look really badass so yeah there's that announcement so also the life is strange games are going to be coming to the nintendo switch on september 10th the 20th anniversary of super monkey ball is this year and to celebrate super monkey ball banana mania will be coming to nintendo switch on october 5th um i'm not super familiar with the super monkey ball uh franchise although i did play a little bit back when i was in college um there was one on the gamecube that me and my friends would play so yeah that that's that's exciting so um, next up, the Mario Party series is coming to the Switch with a new game. Mario Party Superstars will, will feature five classic boards from the Mario Party franchise, plus a hundred other mini games. And this title will also feature online play, so you can play, play with your friends and strangers online. And this comes out October 29th, and you can go ahead and pre-order it, although you know how I feel about pre-ordering on the Nintendo Switch. It's like, why bother? Unless you're within the two-week period, so. All right, here's a big one here. Metroid is coming to Nintendo Switch. So this isn't Metroid Prime 4. They're still working on that, but this is going to be a 2D game. So it's called Metroid Dread, and it's going to be out October 8th. So 
I'm not the biggest Metroid fan. I can appreciate it, although I do like to have some idea of where I'm going rather than just wandering around aimlessly. But uh, yeah, this is exciting. So 2D Metroid out October 8th. So uh, next up, there's a game that kind of hit me a little bit in the nostalgia feels. So if you ever played Cruisin' USA or Cruisin' World, there is a new Cruisin' game that will be hitting the Switch in the fall. It's called Cruisin' Blast. So this game, these games were mainly in the arcade. There were those driving games where you go and sit down and actually grab a steering wheel and you can actually challenge people. So um, yeah, this game will be released in the fall. I'm not seeing an exact date here, but it's also going to be out on the PC. But um, yeah, that that's exciting too. So I, it was a fun game. Kind of like, uh, I also really enjoyed Crazy Taxi, but this is like a, a racing game where it's got different backgrounds that's supposed to represent different parts of the world. But yeah, so there, I'll, like I said, I'll post this article in the show notes, but that looks fun. I'm not a huge racing game, unless it's like Mario Kart, but this is fun. Alright, next up we got WarioWare. Now, <laughs> what can we say about Wario? He, he's fun. So there is a WarioWare game that comes out September 10th. It's called WarioWare Get It Together. So that, that looks fun too. Um, next up, we got Shin Megami Tensai 5. This comes out November 12th. I'm not a big um, JRPG. Like, this this series is kind of the predecessor for the Persona games. That was my chair, not me, by the way. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've got a computer chair that makes noise. Um, but yeah, Shin Megami Tensai 5. Uh, that comes out November 12th. So, um... Yeah, I don't really know a whole lot about that. Like I said, I just know that it's the game that spawned the Persona series. Alright, so next up we got Dangaronpa. I think is how you pronounce that. Um, Dan, Dangaro, Dangaronpa. Decadence. Um, no, nothing about this, but uh, three games from that franchise comes out on the Switch later this year. There's Trigger Happy Havoc Dangaropa, Dangaronpa. I, I'm not going to pronounce that right. I apologize if you're a fan of this series. And then there's Dangaronpa 2 Goodbye Despair. And then Dangaronpa version V3 uh, Killing Harmony. So yeah, I, I know nothing about this series. Uh, if you are a fan of the series, please enlighten me. So... Um, <clears throat> All right, next up we got Fatal Frame Maiden of the Black Water. And it just says that it comes out on the Switch later this year. And it is, I guess this is a series that's been going on, Fatal Frame. And this is the latest game in the Ghostly Photography franchise. And it's getting a modern update. So, all right, next up we got Advanced Wars 1 and 2 Reboot Camp. These uh, come out December 3rd. Pre-orders are going on right now. 
So, um, again, I don't really know much about Advance. I think it's like a, a robot building game and then you have them fight each other. Yeah, I know nothing about this series either. Next up is a series that I do know about. So, uh, we got the expansion pass for Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. This, this is already out. It came out June 18th. And then there's another... There's an update uh, called Pulse of the Ancients uh, that sh that is out, and we got another update to the DLC that happens in November. Um, also, with the uh, Zelda series, there is a Game and Watch that has the first two Legend of Zelda games, um, and it is out November 12th. And then. A big one for Zelda there was a trailer for Breath of the Wild 2 so and it looks amazing it shows shots from the sky so I am really excited about that and it was announced that it is coming out next year so yeah this is big so I love Breath of the Wild and I know I will love the sequel so I'm not going to lie, I'm a little disappointed that we didn't get some sort of, you know, 35th, you know, All-Stars collection pack that Mario did. It seems like Zelda's kind of being forgotten about, you know, compared to Mario. You know, I, I have always said I'm more of a Zelda fan than a Mario fan. I, I can appreciate Mario, but my heart is with fantasy and zelda so i am a little disappointed that we're not getting any other retro games i i can appreciate the game and watch thing you know for a kid who's never played zelda you know you can just buy it and give it to your kid and you know they can hopefully fall in love with this series also but i'm kind of disappointed that Zelda is not getting the attention that Mario did, but you know what? That's just me. I'm not gonna bitch and moan about it. But um, come on, guys, Zelda needs some more love. Yes, I am really looking forward to Skyward Sword, and I am really looking forward to Breath of the Wild too. But there are some older games that I would love to play on the Switch, like Ocarina of Time, like you know, Wind Waker you know many others you know that could use a remaster like i said i'm really excited about skyward sword that is one i've never played but um i guess i'll go ahead and get into what i have been playing so i it you know if you follow the show on social media you will see that i recently picked up a wii and the one game, well, I, I picked up two games. I picked up, you know, Wii Sports so I can play that with my wife. You know, she isn't a gamer and yet she somehow always kicks my ass in Wii Bowling. But I picked up Twilight Princess. And I have been loving the shit out of it again. I just finished the Forest Temple today, actually. Um, where you get the Gale boomerang. So I've never finished Twilight Princess. I've always wanted to. It's been on my list of games to finish. Um, also, I picked up a 
knockoff pro controller, not a real one. Like, I'm not going to pay 60 70 $80 on a, a pro controller. But it does pretty much everything that a normal pro controller would do. Um, so it, it does have the Amiibo feature. It has the Rumble feature. I think the only thing that it's lacking is the gyroscopic controls. Like, you can even use it to wake up. Well, the one thing I noticed about the Hori, you know, knockoff Joy-Cons that are shaped like a Pro Controller, um, it doesn't wake up the Switch. Um, like, you hit the home button and it won't actually do anything. So you have to hit, the, hit a button on the Switch itself for it to wake up. This does that. So I, you know, the other thing with those Hori controllers is you have to play it in handheld. You can't play connected to the TV. So yeah, I have been playing that. I got uh, the two South Park games. I got the Stick of Truth on the PS3, so I've been playing that, but I got the Fractured Butthole BUT, um, as Durka would say, um, on the Switch. I've already beaten it on the Switch, but you know what? It was on sale. Um, we had E3 sales going on, so I picked that up. So. Yeah, that's uh, pretty much what I've been playing. I need to f really get in there and finish Luigi's Mansion and some other games. But uh, yeah, I've been playing a lot of Zelda Twilight Princess uh, lately. Yep. Anyway, uh, I'm going to take a little bit of a break where you will hear me shelf for Anchor, and then we will talk the Oracle games. Stay tuned, guys. All right, you guys, welcome back after that short break. So I completely forgot to go over sales and deals and new releases. Well, I guess I kind of went over new releases, but uh, we'll go through sales and deals real quick here. So um, so right now you can save big on uh, Sukuna of Rice and Ruin until July 7th. I don't see a price listed. Um, also, Cozy Grove is on sale for the summer. And that sale ends on uh, June June 30th, sorry, which I guess that means it's not on sale for the whole summer. Uh, you can save 50% on Overwatch until June 27th. You can pre-order Doki Doki Literature Club Plus today. Um, I'm not going to get into that. Um, and if you do, it's 10% off until July 6th. So um, NBA 2K21 is on a really big sale. So it's down to $4.79 from $60. So yeah, if you're into NBA 2K games, jump on that. Um, Ori and the Will of the Wisps is on sale for 50% off. It's $14.99 down from $29.99. You can get Sid Meier's Civilization VI. It is $19.79 down from $59.99. Uh, like I said, Overwatch Legendary Edition. Um, there actually is a price right here. It is $19.99 down from $39.99. And uh, let's see what other deals we got here. If you are a fan of Alex Kidd, which I guess was a Genesis game at one point in time, you can get Alex Kidd in Miracle World Deluxe. It is $17.99 down from $19.99. 
and honestly I'm not really seeing anything else of note so I'm just gonna stop with that there like I said I kind of went over the new releases already uh, based off of the E3 announcements so let's go ahead and get into the Oracle games now these are two Zelda games that I am really familiar with uh, I think they're probably the first Zelda games that I actually beat uh, specifically the Oracle of Seasons I think that was actually the first Zelda game I ever beat on my own and these came out on the Game Boy Color now keep in mind I had these before the internet was what it was today so I didn't look up a guide on how to beat it so I did this on my own it was a pretty big accomplishment for me so these games were released simultaneously on the Game Boy Color and it's interesting because these were a partnership between Nintendo and Capcom so these were probably the only Zelda games that were actually developed by Capcom. So that is really, like I said, it's kind of unusual because normally they're just developed by Nintendo. Unless you're talking about the CDI games, but we'll get into those later. So these games came out in 2001. So in Japan, they came out February 27th, 2001 in North America May 14th 2001 and in Europe on October 5th of 2001. Now it's interesting because these games are kind of two sides of the same coin. So they're two different stories but you can link them together through a password and you get the game's quote-unquote true ending. So let's talk about each one individually. Let's start with the game that I'm more familiar with and that is Oracle of Seasons. So in Oracle of Seasons you follow Twinrova's plot to light the flame of destruction and General Onyx is the boss of that game quote-unquote and his plan is to abduct Din and sink the Temple of Seasons to throw the Seasons of Holodrum into total and complete chaos. And Link must wield the Rod of Seasons and master the elements of nature to return Holodrum to its regularity. So, um, <laughs> yeah, basically you use this staff to control the weather, or control the seasons, and each season has its uh, positives and its negatives so say like in summer I'm sorry yeah in summer like water will dry up or if you're using winter you can freeze lakes and you can walk across them or in certain seasons like spring or summer you can actually use flowers to jump up a ledge or like, I think that's spring, if I remember right. Or you can, like in summer, these vines will grow and you can climb up them. So each season has, you know, things that, it will open up certain parts of the map. And, and there's also another uh, realm called Subrogia where it's underground and you can deal with the race of people and there's lava and all that good stuff. 
Um, so like I said, the, this is the one I've probably played the most. Um, also, you have some animal friends that will help you, like there's Ricky the kangaroo, and you can sit in his pouch and he will jump around and punch things. Um, there's a, like a, a water creature where you can use it to swim until you get the flippers and you can swim on your own. So um, there's also a witch named Maple who will show up from time to time and you'll she'll bump into you and then you have to race to get the items that the two of you dropped. And sometimes you win, sometimes you don't, you know? Um, sometimes she'll steal stuff from you and you're just like, you know what, this is payment for bumping into me. And I'm like, you bumped into me. There's also another element to the game called mystery seeds. Um, these seeds you can plant into the ground and they will turn into nuts and you can crack open the nuts and you'll get these rings that'll give you special powers. Like it'll boost your damage or you know it'll boost your defense some stuff like that sometimes they're kind of worthless but you know what it's a fun little game there's also a seed bag and you can use these seeds to boost your speed or you know they'll um do certain things it's fun um i really enjoyed this game it should be noted that the timeline uh, to these games is after the uh, the version of Ocarina of Time where Link loses so the hero is unsuccessful so according to Hyrule Historia the Oracle games are sequels to A Link to the Past and a prequel to Link's Awakening so all four of these games feature the same Link, Link and they are part of the downfall of the Hero of Time timeline so that that's kind of interesting. I didn't even think about that. I mean, I did notice that the Oracle games and Link's Awakening all kind of have the same graphics, but I didn't realize that they were the same Link. I mean, back when I was playing these, I thought they were all the same Link, but that's neither here nor there. So let's talk a little bit about Oracle of Ages. So it's kind of similar to Oracle of Seasons, except that you're dealing with uh, another of Twin Rova's plot to light the flame of sorrow. And the minion this time is Varen. And she uses the power of possession to take control of Naru and disrupt the flow of time. And it causes great pain and sorrow to the land of Labyrin, Labrina. And her actions unlock two periods of time together. So there's the current time and then there's the past time so what she's doing is she's going back in the past and changing the flow of time and to suit her own needs and the ultimate goal is to cause as much sorrow as she can and increase her own powers by forcing the populace to construct a large tower without rest or memory or mercy sorry not memory mercy so yeah um yeah, you can actually watch this tower be constructed. So, Link must harness the Harp of Ages to control the flows of time and stop Varen and destroy Labyrinth. Labrina. So, um, basically the same gameplay. Um, you can also plant trees in the past and they'll grow up to be mature trees in the present time. So, um, 
I mean, I, I believe, if I remember right, the animals or your animal friends are still in there. So, um, but like I said, you can also link the two games and you can take on Ganon. So somehow Ganon is behind all of this. So the main plot of the Oracle series as a whole has Twinrova orchestrating an elaborate plot to revive Ganon using their minions they called from darkness, Varen and General Onyx, to light the flame of sorrow and the flame of destruction, respectively. And the ultimate goal is to kidnap Princess Zelda, the world's symbol of hope, to light the flame of despair. They intend to use the three flames to, to revive Ganon, and their ultimate move is to sacrifice Zelda to Ganon for him to use as a vessel. When Link saves Zelda, Twinrova decides to sacrifice themselves as vessels for Ganon, because this is not the way the rites were intended to be done. The revival of Ganon instead results in a fairly mind, uh, yeah, mindless version of him that only seeks to destroy everything rather than rule over everyone. Link defeats Ganon and along with Princess Zelda escapes the Room of Rites just before it collapses. This marks the true ending of the Oracle games. So, um, yeah, I honestly don't remember if I did link them. I think I did, but I don't ever remember beating Ganon. I do remember beating each of the individual games. So, um, yeah, I, I, well, I hope I did. I, I don't remember if I did or not. But I really enjoyed these games. Like I said, I have very fond memories of both of them. So uh, let's talk a little bit about the sales of these. So both Oracle of Seasons and Oracle of Ages were commercially successful, each selling almost 4 million copies worldwide. And both titles of these were given almost identical scores in critical reviews, both receiving 9.2 out of 10 on GameSpot and a perfect 10 out of 10 of masterpiece at IGN. With the looming approach of the Game Boy Advance, so this is an old review, GameSpot believed that the Oracle of Seasons and Oracle of Ages was sending the Game Boy Color out with a bang. So that's some pretty high praise. And uh, I'll be, I, I've heard a lot of people say that they would love to see these games get the same remake treatment that Link's Awakening did and I would be all over that. If they could sell these collectively as a, a two-pack game, I would be all over that in a second because like I said, I do have very fond memories of these games. So let's talk a little bit of you know, some trivia here. The majority of the graphics of Oracle of Seasons and Oracle of Ages were recycled from Link's Awakening. I kind of mentioned that earlier. Nintendo artist and series regular Yasuki Nakano designed the characters for the two titles and incorporated previous creations from Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask into both games. Yeah, there are some um, characters that are kind of they make appearances in these games like the guy who has his hand out of the hole and he's asking for toilet paper. I do remember him being in one of them. I want to say he was in Oracle of Ages. I could be wrong. So, uh, design sketches from Hyrule Historia indicates that Ganondorf was originally planned to appear in, in both of these games. That would have been interesting. I don't know why he didn't, but I... <laughs> yeah, that, that would have been interesting just to at least have a reference to him. Let's uh, let's 
kind of mention a little bit about the development. I guess I skipped over that part. So early, uh, the origin of the Oracle of Seasons or Oracle of Ages began when Capcom director Yoshiki Okamoto uh, proposed to Shigeru Miyamoto, creator of the Zelda series, a remake of the original Legend of Zelda for Game Boy Color. Later on, it was decided that the, if the release was to be successful, it would be followed up by several other titles to be released in quick succession. There was talk of remaking the second title, Adventure of Link, as well by the four completely original titles, making a total of six games. A few months later, it was said that there would only be three sequels to follow up the first release, and it was said that these games could be played in any order, seemingly the true beginnings of the Oracle games. The development of the games was tumultuous. Rather than prioritize gameplay, Miyamoto, as was Miyamoto's convention, the development began with scenarios, story, and characters developed by Capcom subsidiary Flagship. Although Okamoto was uh, wished to begin with the remake of The Legend of Zelda before moving a, to a more ambitious project, some members of the staff believed that the first stage should be skipped and the development of a new Legend of Zelda started right away. Since the development began with a scenario instead of gameplay, the team encountered several difficulties in developing maps, often having to do with redoing the maps and the scenario to make all the elements fit. Progress was additionally hindered by the size of the Game Boy Color screen. So, um, yeah, like I said, it's interesting that this was a Capcom title as opposed to just being pure Nintendo. So, anyway, like I said, um, I have very fond memories of both of these, uh, particularly Oracle of Seasons. I definitely did finish Oracle of Ages, but I've played Oracle of Seasons a lot more. Um, you go down to Subrosia, and when the way to get the boomerang was to do the Subrosian dance, which was fun. Uh, basically, it's uh, memory where you have to memorize different button movements and all that. So, so these were released as Virtual Console on the uh, 3DS, and the, I guess the 2DS now also. So, if you do still have your DSs, definitely. Uh, they're, they're worth the money to get on Virtual Console, so I, I definitely recommend these. Alright, so next up, uh, we got Four Swords. So we got Four Swords, and then we've got Wind Waker. So um, first up will be Four Swords. So I don't have a lot of experience with that game, but I am definitely looking forward to digging in. Uh, to a kind of an unusual title in the series so yeah that'll be the next episode so anyway i would like to thank the hive as always for sponsoring this podcast if you would like to get a hold of me you can find me on twitter and instagram at iangold08 and you can follow the show on twitter and instagram at nintendofop also, you can find me on TikTok at Sulior, and I have a Twitch, but I haven't been streaming lately for the same reason that I haven't been putting these episodes out, so hopefully I'll be able to get into streaming on Twitch more. It is twitch.tv slash You should still be able to see some of my streams up there. I think the last thing I streamed was either ESO or it was Witcher 3. So anyway, that is a show. So anyway, I will see you guys next time. And as always, stay tuned for more Nintendo.